You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Friday, September 24th. As always, I'm your host with sometimes, occasionally, but certainly not always the most, Javier Reyes. You might be familiar with some of my baseball-related work at places like Baseball FYI, Friars on Base, Off the Bench Baseball, or Just Baseball, where I am a staff writer for a great website. Go check that out. Or maybe if you're bored and you, you hate watching baseball, you just need a break. I've written about pop culture entertainment stuff, too. You can check that out at Nerdist, Inverse, Mental Floss, Blight Disgusting, Film Credit, and more anymore, and hopefully many more to come. But most importantly, guys, of this year, Locked On Padres show. You can check it out and check out. You can check out what the heck just happened there. You can check out the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno, and that's spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And if you feel so inclined, you can check me out on there. You can hit me up on there with any questions you might have, and I'd love to get back to you. And maybe you can get back to you on the show. I think next week I'm planning on doing a mailbag. So start getting those questions rolling about whatever. It could be about the playoffs. It could be about off season, whatever you want, get creative, get weird. My favorite ice cream flavor. I don't care. So send those in, start uh, hitting me up. I'll put out a call on Twitter and whatnot. And also be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. All right. Audio listeners. You, if you, if you were watching the YouTube, you could see me pointing at my name in the corner and my little microphone. You see that? Boom, 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 boom. You can see all that stuff. My ugly mug on YouTube. If you prefer that for the podcast, it's going up on there basically every day. Uh, so yeah, really good times and deem guys. Uh, today's episode is brought to you really quickly by Spotify green room, download the app and join me this Saturday at 7 15 PM Eastern time for a little watch long for the Braves game. While I'll be answering all your questions and whatnot, handing out uh, it's a lot of fun. I, I always enjoy it for the few people that show up. It's just a nice intimate kind of moment to just talk baseball and talk Padres baseball or whatever the heck you want to talk about, to be honest with you. Spotify Green Room changing the way we talk sports, guys. Today's episode, we are breaking down the last two games. There was not an episode yesterday. We are breaking down last two games from the Padres that were played against the Giants. One a loss and one a win. Very cool. We're going to be breaking down those two games, talking about how uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. made history, which is very nice. And, you know, how you got to look at the bright side sometimes in things and just be like, all right, season's almost over. Probably not making the playoffs. Got to at least enjoy the little fun moments while it lasts and kind of enjoy it in a vacuum, the games. You know what I mean? Don't even worry about the playoffs right now. It's kind of the best thing to do for your mental health as a Padres fan, I'd say. And then also going to be talking about which team I am rooting for in the playoffs uh, come October and what I think you should root for too. But I've saw a lot of answers to a little question that I put out on Twitter. So we're going to be talking about that a little bit. So let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, on Wednesday, Wednesday, hold on. Did I get that right? Was it Wednesday? Yes, it was Wednesday, September 22nd. The Padres lost to the Giants by a score of eight to six. And I will say this about the series. I will say this. Even though the Padres only won one of the three games, spoiler alert, uh, they did actually look like a team for once. I, I will say that. Like, they did lose on, what was it, Tuesday. Uh, they actually had a little bit of fight to them. That 6-5 win, obviously Melanson ends up giving up the win. But it felt like it looked like a team again. You know what I mean? There at least was a little bit of fight. So maybe the Machado-Tatis thing, look, I know this is a bit of a stretch. But hey, maybe it accelerated the team a little bit. Maybe it got them a little bit amped up. I don't know. Maybe it did. But bottom line is that 
they've played at least good, decent baseball games lately. They haven't been as much of a disgrace. Like the Cardinals series, genuinely, they just look dead. Against the D-backs, against the Rockies for the past month and a half, you guys all know about it. I'm not going to relitigate uh, too much of the whole collapse stuff right now. But I thought they actually played really well. They lose this game, like I said, 8-6 to six, in a start that was led by Mr. Scott Casimir, which is unfortunate. Scott Casimir, who's been in the league for a decent amount of time, in fact, since, let's see. Uh, oh, that's right. Since 2004? Hold on a minute. What? That's right. Yeah. Since 2004. And then he just came back randomly in 2021, which is very odd. 11 innings for the Giants. And he does okay in this game, uh, going four innings, giving up zero earned runs, uh, one run, but zero um, earned on four hits, walking three, striking out three. Considering it's almost like just a guy that they called up and we're just hoping could give him a couple innings towards the end of the season. That's pretty remarkable. It's a little bit sad that the Padres weren't able to uh, hit on this guy at all whatsoever. But that's what happens. Look, Scott Casimir, once upon a time, a decent pitcher, but certainly not that anymore. It's just funny that he just has appeared for the Giants and at least been somewhat respectable. Not great, but at least somewhat respectable uh, in the four start mini starts that he's had in total uh, seven, seven plus four, 11 innings that he's pitched for them so far, 4.09 ERA. Again, it's just incredible what the Giants have done. They seem to get value out of everybody in one game or another. Um, But we did have some cool moments in this game. We had Jake Cronenworth reaching on catcher's interference, which was very fun, honestly, uh, which is what happens after Chris Bryant. We were down 3-0 after Chris Bryant double. A great trade deadline acquisition. I don't think a lot of people are talking about. I think him, guys like him, Willie Adamas over in Milwaukee, which didn't happen at the deadline, I know, but he's another one that was a great acquisition in the Giants. Even in the trade uh, department, they were able to acquire somebody who's been really great, unlike your San Diego Padres. Um, But a lot of hits here. Brandon Crawford getting a single. Mike Yastrzemski, Lamonte Wade with a big hit in the top of the seventh inning. Um. That ended up being, you know, kind of the go ahead and being one of the last runs that the Giants score. And that was basically it. But we do have some bright sides in this game. We do get a Manny Machado RBI in this game. We even get an RBI from Eric Hosmer, even one from Trent Grisham, even one from Adam Frazier, who's been a a total bust, but decent over the past couple weeks. But Fernando Tatis Jr., he hits a solo shot in the bottom of the seventh inning and makes history. He is the fifth player, the fifth Padres player more specifically, with a 40-home run season in the franchise history. He's the 10th in MLB history to do it at age 22 or younger, and the 15th over ever, sorry, the 15th ever, the 15th player ever to steal 25-plus bases in that same season. It's a small club, but Ferdinand Tatis Jr. is in it, ladies and gentlemen. That's really cool. Um, Look, is he is he going to end up breaking the Padres like basically every record ever? I mean, at this pace, obviously. I mean, I don't even think that's much of a question, right? Like, Tatis is just that good. And look, I've said he's Griffey before. A lot of people have said he's Griffey. It really feels like that's what he is. Kind of a little bit more swagger than uh, King Griffey Jr. had. Maybe not necessarily swagger, maybe the wrong word. But just that, like, that jolt, that lightning bolt jolt that he'll have when he's jumping all over the place. A little bit more than Griffey, I'd say. But then again, I didn't actually watch too much of Ken Griffey Jr. growing up. I'm going to be honest with you. I actually watched a little bit more of Ichiro. I don't know what it was, but I just, Mariners didn't really cross my bubble. I guess when I was younger, but like I said, the Padres do uh, end up losing this game. The person who started for the Padres, I should mention, I forgot to mention him, by the way, uh, Vince Velasquez is not good in this game. He only lasts an inning, giving up two earned runs um, on two hits. Look, he's not very good, and I'm going to be talking about this next week as well, where one of the big faults with the Padres is that they have nobody to back on. The fact that you have to sign Vince Velasquez and Jake Arrieta tells you basically all you need to know about the Padres' kind of depth when it comes to pitching. It's just a nightmare over here. And also in this game, 
unfortunately, uh, Javi Guerrero comes back from the disabled list after he got hurt back in spring training. This is an early, early thing that happens making his debut. He's not any good giving up two runs. Uh, the sad thing in this game is Nabil Krismat, who's been one of the few kind of depth guys. You know what I mean? I've said they have to get Ariadne and Vince Velasquez, but thankfully they did have someone like Nabil Krismat, who's been that random sort of guy that can fill innings and be okay for you. And he'd been pretty good. But in this game, one of the thirds innings uh, giving up five hits, amounting to three earned runs. Easily his worst outing in a while. The only runs he's given up in a game since before August 24th. I mean, this guy had been really, really solid for the team, especially given all the starting pitching injuries and woes. So shouts to Nabil Krismat, and especially shouts to Fernando Tatis Jr. He's a stud. Love him. If there's anything you can root for, it's maybe, maybe uh, I may or may not be rooting for him because he's on my, my fantasy baseball team and I'm in the, the championship right now. I may or may not be rooting for that. But most importantly, I just like seeing him ramp up the stats. Is he going to win MVP? At this point, I don't know. He would have to go on a seismic, just unbelievable end to the season. Otherwise, I think the momentum's kind of with Bryce Harper right now. And the odds do support that. But before we get into the second game that I want to talk about in which the Pirates actually win, guys, slow it's just right if you're on a vacation, a sloth, or you know, describing QuickBooks. More like slow books, though. <laughs> it sucks you in and slows you down with manual processes, integration difficulties, and glitchy delays that leave you scrambling for the numbers you need. Now is the time to make the switch to NetSuite by Oracle. Ladies and gentlemen, the number one financial system because NetSuite gives you visibility, control of your financials, inventory, HR, e-commerce, and more. It's everything you need to grow all in one place. It's really, it's just, it's fantastic, guys. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time, no matter how big your business grows. It's going to hurt you if you fail to switch there, guys. And right now, special financing is back. NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind financing program only for those ready to switch today. Head to netsuite.com slash locked on right now. Get special financing at netsuite.com slash locked on, guys. Remember, netsuite.com slash locked on. Go check that out. And also, let me talk to you guys about the most famous and legendary protein bars in all the land from San Diego to New Jersey, where your boy is based. They're, of course, the Built Bars, guys. And on top of being just really good, they're soft and easy to chew, covered in 100% chocolate. It's really great stuff. I love their variety of flavors. Coconut, Cherry Barcia, Raspberry, Brownie. Uh, cookies and cream, orange, strawberry. They've got cake flavors. They've got birthday cake flavors. And they have all different flavors coming out all the time. Kind of like the, the Ben and Jerry's. You know how they all, all have all their different uh, ice cream flavors coming out every five minutes? Well, Built Bar is a little bit like that. And on top of being delicious and having a great variety of flavors, they are healthy for you. They're protein bars after all. You know what I'm saying? 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from 130 to 180. Only four to five grams of sugar and only four to five grams net carbs amazing flavors all tasty all healthy so what are you waiting for go to built.com and use promo code locked 15 and you'll get 15 percent off your order remember that is promo code locked 15 for 50 percent off at builtbar.com oh boy oh boy ladies and gentlemen oh boy now we're transitioning we are transitioning into this old next game and i'm excited about it because the padres won for once ladies and gentlemen uh something to be excited about for once i I know i've been really dreary on the podcast i'm trying to like keep a positive attitude and just realize that hey look bottom line is there's so much to be excited about this team and i think my takeaway from this game in which the padres went seven to six is that enjoy little moments, ignore the playoff thing, ignore the off season, just kind of enjoy watching Padres baseball. If that's your thing, rooting for them to win games. And also we got a Dodgers series coming up. 
we could just play spoiler. I don't know about you guys. I don't really care about beating the Giants. Part of me when I was watching the game, I was like, hey, if we do lose here again, at least it helps the at least it helps the um the Giants and hurts the Dodgers. That's the way I look at it. I and I, I think most people feel the same. I've done some Giants loving on this podcast per se. No Dodger loving whatsoever, of course. But I feel like I've done that on this podcast and people are no one's giving me flack for that. You know, not to the extent where I'm like migrating and praising them every five minutes, but it's like, I have no beef with them. I think they're a really fun team. And unlike the Dodgers, they have actually won a whole lot more and actually proven people wrong a whole lot more when it comes to their team and their success. So shout out to them. So we do win this game, like I said, which is, which is really good um, for, and just in terms of enjoying it on a walk-off hit, but let's break down the game from a, a farther perspective. First, you Darvish makes a start here. Five and a third's innings, giving up four earned runs on three hits, only three hits. Again, the big thing with Darvish lately has been like he only he just gives up the big hits. Four earned runs, though, three walks, seven K's, not great, not elite, certainly not the you Darvish of the first half, but not terrible. You know what I'm saying? He does go five and a third's at least. He's had a lot worse starts than that. Remember September 1st? against the D-backs when he gave up five and just two and a two-thirds. And then against, um, who was it? Uh, let's see, Arizona. Yeah, two Arizona starts where he only lasted two and a two-thirds innings. So he's been really bad, but thankfully a decent start here. And it was it was nice to see. He's always still even really fun to watch as a pitcher. Really fun to watch this guy. I love seeing all the different pitches that he has. He was pretty decent in this game for sure. Uh, Tim Hill was not very decent, I will tell you that much, uh, giving up an earned run. But uh, just one more thing on Darvish. I meant, I was mentioning this before. The one thing with him is that he's not good at giving up that big fly ball. Uh, Mike Yastrzemski getting the homer in this game, as well as Austin Slater getting a home run. Do you even know who Austin Slater is? Nope. Well, neither do I really, but that's the Giants for you. They just find guys to hit bombs every single night. It's incredible. And Gabe Kapler, by the way, manager of the Giants, deserves some credit too. Um, but in this game, we get some cool RBIs from Victor Caratini. Yeah, remember him? He gets one in the bottom of the first inning. The Padres jump to a 4 nothing lead to start the game. Then promptly, they give it right back. Uh, the Giants take a 5-4 lead. And then eventually things get tied after Trent Grisham and Hassan Kim. Back-to-back homers. Uh, really great. Hassan Kim... One of the disappointments that is hard to hate on the guy because he's so likable, has an energy, has a smile to him. We like the hair. We like the swagger to him. Um, and he seems to be having a fun in the clubhouse, but very bad player for the Padres and overall defensive wizard in a lot of ways. I've heard comps to Nick Ahmed is maybe his potential player comp, which is not necessarily what you really want. You thought that he was going to be a nice major bench piece to plug in and out of the lineup. And this is a guy who hit 30 bombs. He can barely hit for any power over here. He hit for 30 bombs in the KBO, I should say. Um, And the thing with him a lot of times is he just doesn't look ready as a major league hitter. He looks like a guy that needs more fine tuning the minors. I don't know if his contract dictates that he has to stay in the the majors, but that's, that's kind of what it's, he's getting paid at least to do. Um, And as a fielder, great. But one, one thing you notice when you watch Hassan Kim hit and the stats support this, his pull percentage is around 50%, 49%, basically all year pulls the ball way, way, way too much. And you can tell that he's always trying to do that too, by the way, on his swing, you notice when he swings for pitches, even outside the zone, and whatnot that he does like a like he's trying to reach all the way out to the concession stand and still pull the ball you know what i'm saying that's one of the issues and that to me is just the guy that isn't totally ready for this major league type of pitching yes he doesn't you know his bat speed is good and all that but we've said that for other guys before with bat speed hey yankees people said that with clint frazier he's a bust totally and i don't even know if he's ever going to play again and francisco mejia former catcher remember those days when it was francisco mejia and austin hedges dear lord uh he had really good bat speed too but it just doesn't always pan out and that's kind of the case of what's happening for kim not giving up on him totally but still uh not a great uh 
addition to the team overall. He has not been uh, very good. All they needed him to be was a solid. If he had Adam Frazier's like 263-20 slash line, that would make him a much better player for the Padres. But instead, you're just thrilled whenever he gets anything. Um, but like I said, Victor Caratini, nice game for him. Uh, in this one as well. Uh, Puerto Rican power indeed. He hits the game-winning hit, bottom of the 10th inning of an infield single. At first, I almost forgot that we had uh, Jerickson Profar uh, in scoring position at third base because then I saw, what's his face, Tommy LaStella dive for the ball, make the stop, and then throw it home, and it goes wild. It goes right past the catcher. I'm like, what are you doing? Throw to first. And then I like, I, I don't know. I just zoned out for a second. I was like, oh, wait, yeah, it's the extra innings, and we're at bottom of the 10th. What am I thinking? Padres win on a walk-off there. It's really funny that Victor Caratini just, um, and I mentioned this in my little Locked On Now video on Twitter that everyone could check out. I like doing those after games. I mentioned that, like, just in, in a, pr- now, what's the word? A like disproportionate, there we go, disproportionate amount of like big hits seemingly coming from obviously Tatis this year. He had a lot of big hits that are very memorable, but a lot of them coming from Victor Caratini, whether it be in those early on clashes back when the Padres were actually really good against teams like the Dodgers, whether it be the big walk off the into a sea of San Diegans uh, that was called by Don Orsillo against the Reds moments like that. It's like very, it's weird. I don't know about you guys, but he's not a very good player for sure. He's an okay backup catcher, but not a great starting catcher for sure. Um, certainly not the biggest of this team's problems for sure. But like, you know, I feel like he's had like a lot of big hits this year. It's very weird. It's very, very weird. But anyway, Victor Caratini, it was fun. I enjoyed it. Again, I have nothing against the Giants. Um, I just think that it's fun to win on walk-offs and see these guys celebrate what little of the season we have left. That's all you can really do. You know, some people, what do we do now? Well, we we enjoy it. Not to quote, you know, eternal sunshine of the spotless mind or anything like that. But what do we do? Yeah, you just, you got to sit back and hopefully enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? And speaking of enjoying stuff, we got the postseason coming up. And there's going to be a lot of bets that people make on the postseason, guys. We're back and better than ever, though. Not just with the postseason for baseball, but football's back. You know this. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back to start another football season. As always, BetOnline has you covered with a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests. BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up, just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code also NFL100. And of course, they got you on baseball. You want MVP odds? Go check them out. You want rookie of the year odds? Go check them out. Playoff odds, everything. And also football, baseball, basketball, UFC, MMA, hockey. They've got everything. They even have award shows covered. They had stuff for the, what, what just happened? The Not the Golden Globes. Was the Emmys? I don't know what, what award show just happened. It was something that just happened. I, I think it was the Emmys, right? I don't remember what it was, uh, but they probably have that stuff covered too, right? And on, on top of that, guys, They're just super fast and easy to use whenever you want to make your bets. That's what's so great about them. So remember to go there, use promo code locked on the NFL 100 for the NFL uh, playback kind of bonus. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And next up, guys, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct TV stream. It brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part, no annual contract. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct TV stream. You can learn more at directtv.com, directtv.com for Direct TV stream. Guys, Woo. 
We're, we're, we're doing a good one today. I don't know about you guys, but I'm, I'm feeling energetic. I feel the good vibes. I feel the very good vibes right now. So let's talk about good vibes and let's talk about what good vibes I think you can procure if you do uh, watch these teams in the postseason. Who do I think? Because the Padres are all but eliminated. They've got less than like a 0.1% chance to make the postseason. And I'm wondering about you guys. I think that, you know, even when your team is eliminated, it's always still pretty fun to watch the playoffs. Maybe I'm saying that as someone who's rooted for a bunch of teams in my life that teams seem to never make the playoffs. But to me, there's you always got to take some solace in that, right? Playoff baseball is rad. And I actually put this out on Twitter yesterday saying, what's everyone's bandwagon team for the playoffs? Or will you just not be watching at all? And I want to just read off some of those responses, and then give my response as well. I think that'd be fun for a last segment here. Um, uh, at Taylor Swift and SD, Melinda wants Babo back at shortstop. Hashtag free Babo. <laughs> I just thought that was really funny. And she says, probably the Rays and Brewers. And I agree. I think that the Rays and Brewers, look, the Rays are kind of like Padres of 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 the American League to an extent, just in terms of like not the actual personalities and stuff, but just how many players they have. Luis Patino, um, they had Hunter Renfro for a half a second. We gave we made a lot of trades with them, Manny Margo, all this stuff, right? So there's a lot of correlation there. And the Rays are just one of those teams that are always perpetually just kind of overlooked. And I think if you want to look at them, I still think there is a badness in baseball where like this team that isn't spending any money is like succeeding while we, you know what I mean? It's not necessarily a evil thing explicitly that the Dodgers spend a lot of money. It's boring. Don't get me wrong, but it's not their fault that other teams are cheapskates. So like you have to look at it from that perspective, but I respect the Rays just for um, the fact that they just, they keep winning like every trade except maybe the Tommy Pham trade. Cause Jay Cronenworth came out of that one. Although we're see we'll see how Xavier uh, Edwards turns out. So, and then also the Brewers, I agree with Melinda there. Uh, I think that the Brewers are rad. I think that the Brewers are uh, an overlooked team, and I think Brewers fans don't really mind, to be honest with you. I think they're like, cool, keep doubting us. We've got Willie Adamas for our offense. We've got guys like Avisel Garcia. We've got Luis Arias doing some stuff for us. Hopefully, Yelich can give us some good moments in the playoffs, and more importantly, their pitching's unstoppable with Corbin Burns and with, uh, what's his name, Brandon Woodruff, and then Freddie Peralta. Like, That's a behemoth, man. It's going to be a tough team to beat in the postseason. I still would take teams just in theory above them, but I don't know. I wrote an article for Just Baseball you could check out about how they could be the 2015 Mets in the sense that they basically got that one guy, Willie Adamas, at the trade deadline. For the Mets, it was Ioannis Cespedes. And then they just had a monster of a rotation that just carried them through the playoffs. For them, it was Harvey, DeGrom, and I think Noah Syndergaard at the time. So who knows? We'll have to see how it plays out. So I agree there. SD Fan 22 or 21 on Twitter says, Milwaukee Padres or the Tampa Bay Padres? Thanks, AJ. So in reference to the uh, the trades that the Padres have made and whatnot that haven't necessarily turned out too great. The Trent Christian one all of a sudden is it's looking a lot more suspect. You know what I mean? Like that one looked like it was a total highway robbery by the Padres. Now it's like uh, maybe it's even, hopefully at best. Eric Lauer and Luis Arias, not, not too bad players. You wouldn't mind the depth right now. Let's just say that. Um, Jobs Lobos at Execute Order 66 on Twitter. I love some of your guys' names sometimes. Um, let's see here. He says, uh, definitely not watching. Respect. I get it, man. I get it. Uh, Rama Murdy at Rama underscore Murdy on Twitter. Would love to see the Cardinals take out the Dodgers. Agreed. Guys, come on. You got to be rooting for it. It's going to be great. I think that the potential of an Adam Wainwright 40-year-old beating Max Scherzer. And here's, here's what would happen. It would be a pitcher's duel. Let me set the stage for you and tell me this doesn't hook you. All right? 
Adam Wainwright, six innings, gives up maybe maybe a run. I'll, I'll give I'll give the Dodgers a run. It's a hit from Will Smith because apparently Will Smith is the most clutch player in the world, or Justin Turner, one of those two guys, right? They get they get a home run, right? And then the Cardinals also get one off of Scherzer, and Scherzer's like hating himself there. He's on the mound, like annoying because you know he's a madman. And then they leave. It's a tie game, eighth inning. They decide we're bringing Clayton Kershaw. You know what I mean? They bring in Clayton Kershaw for some reason. I don't know why they would do that for the record. I actually think at this point you can't. They bring in Clayton Kershaw and boom! Nolan Arenado, whoever, Tyler O'Neill, Dylan Carlson, I don't care, has a big hit off of him. And then we see one of those pictures of him yet again choking in the playoffs. It could happen. It could happen. I don't think they'd bring him in in a playoff game. I think they bring in another starter potentially to go another inning if it is a wild card game, of course. Uh, I think that they'd bring in maybe Walker Bueller or vice versa, whatever. I think they're using Scherzer in the, in the wild card game, but I think that's what they do. But oh man, guys, I know you're smiling. I know you are just hearing the, the idea of the Dodgers choking yet again. A team that for some reason all of sports media is totally forgetting that th- everyone's like, no one's beating the Dodgers. No one's beating the. I'm like, all right, dude, they won last year. Have you watched baseball for the last like nine, 10 years? Not to be super mean about it. They're a great organization, but like, let's stop acting like it's been anything but a layup for them when it comes postseason. Like they've lost to everybody. They lost to Harry Kendrick. I mean, come on. You know what I mean? So like, that would be my only take. They still in a way should be the favorite, but like, let's not act like it'd be inconceivable, especially in the sport of baseball for a team like this to lose. So that's just what I'm saying. Uh, moving on, Bariqua SD Padres fan exclamation point on Twitter uh, at Naomi Flores two. Um, hopefully, I said, I'm saying all these names right. By the way, guys uh, says Rays agreed for the reasons mentioned before. Padres winning record. Watch five to go. Brian J Ruiz. That's funny. Yeah, that's another thing I forgot to mention. It's just the idea that the Padres might not even get like a winning record. Oh my god, guys, it's gotten really bad. Uh, he says the Brewers. A lot of people saying the Brewers for sure. Uh, I seen nothing. Brandon Evans six one nine on Twitter says Rays, but Cardinals bounce the Dodgers out in the wild card game. I agree that would be a lot of fun. And then Gabe Reyna, Gabe M Reyna saying Brewers. So a lot of people going Brewers and hoping for the Cardinals to take out the Dodgers, and then for the Rays, Brewers, Rays, and then hoping that the Cardinals take out the Dodgers. That's pretty cool with me. I agree. I think all you guys are right. I think that'd be a lot of fun. I personally think that once the Dodgers are knocked out of it, I also wouldn't mind the Giants. I think that it's genuine just from someone who loves stories and loving great narratives and sports and all that stuff. I know the word narrative gets thrown around by a lot of people in sports media a lot. So my apologies for that. But it's just so wild to see this team that for the better half of last decade, has been just consistently great. They find guys to contribute. Even weird, weird, weird players, like, you know, the, the throwback to what's-his-face, the freak. I'm forgetting his Tim Lincecum, you know what I mean? Hunter Pence and his weird face out there and his weird swing and Buster Put. Like, they've had some really fun players over the years. Pablo Sandoval, the Panda. Like, I, I, I got love for the Giants, man. I think that they have a genuinely, like, first-class organization that doesn't get nearly as much talk and money as the Dodgers, but they do just as well, if not even better. So, shouts to the Giants. Uh, I wouldn't mind them. But my number one team, for sure, that I'm watching is in the American League, and that's the White Sox. And I put this on Twitter as well. To me, I said how the Rays, and also someone mentioned how the Brewers, kind of like the, the Milwaukee Padres, the Padres, the, the White Sox are truly the Padres of the American League. And what, what I mean by that is not necessarily the makeup of the team and what players are on it. Um, there's some connection. We got a, a little guy named Fernando Tatis Jr. from him in the infamous James Shields trade. Uh, but just in terms of the swagger, just in terms of the energy when they play, they have that. Led by t- um, Tim Anderson. Led 
by guys like Luis Robert, led by guys like um, Yasmani Grandal and Dylan Cease and Carlos Rodon, a great rotation, a top to bottom, just well-made team. You got to respect that, especially considering that Rick Hahn, the GM of the uh, the White Sox, not an easy job. Ownership is not always conducive to spending money. It's not the right word to use there, but they don't usually spend so much money over there in Chicago, and that's basically what they've done. They don't have no giant multi-billion dollar deal guy there. Probably Grandal is the biggest one. So I just respect that. I respect that despite ownership stuff, they're still able to contribute and be awesome. And I love those guys. I love their personalities. I love Giolito. Go check out Foolish Baseball. Did a video on him a while back that was really fun breaking down kind of how he broke out and figured out how to be a really good quality arm. I know he hasn't been as good this year, but a really ace quality pitcher uh, in some instances. And I think he's actually going to bounce back next year. And I still think he's very good uh, in which Lucas Giulio himself was on that video. So go check that out. Uh, Really good stuff for any Padres uh, fans out there. Don't worry. You're really going to enjoy it. And just baseball content lovers, you're going to enjoy Foolish Baseball is a really great YouTube channel. But I will say, the, and then Tim Anderson, just like the field, the dreams game, the way he hits that, the swagger. And I think the Tim Anderson thing is great. I think personalities like him are great for the sport. We talk about Tatis all the time for sure. And the bat flips and screw unwritten rules. Tim Anderson is also like that. Remember when he flipped the bat? Like he was an aggressive one. You know what I mean? But it was in a way that was almost different than Tatis, right? Tatis does the cool thing. And then he's, you know, doing, he embraces the moment. Tim Anderson's like, get the out of here you know what i mean it's a little bit different a little bit different i don't know what their astrology charts are i'm sure someone would bring that up for me and say the differences between their swagger there's like different degrees of it now i'm sounding like a weirdo and spouting semantics but that's just me i love that about that team they really rally around each other good guys good team good front office everything um and tony Larusa, which people might say i'm not i don't want to root for a team for him he's a bit of a jerk and probably didn't deserve the job in the first place with some of his off-field type of stuff and what have you you know, with the DUI and and stuff like that. And just a guy whose beliefs are clearly so in clash with the guys in that clubhouse. Well, it's worked out pretty well for them. And at least with Tony Larusa, at least he's interesting. I will say that. And at least for sure, unlike say guys like Aaron Boone out of the New York Yankees, this guy's a hall of famer, uh, Tony Larusa. Like he has been good before and maybe they needed this. I don't know. I, I think that this White Sox team was going to be good no matter what, especially since their division stinks. But I will say, unlike some other managers, unlike our boy, Jace Tingler, sometimes, especially in press conferences, at least like, Tony LaRusse is interesting. I will say that much. At least he's interesting as just from afar. Is he a good manager? I don't really know. Was he the wrong hire? I do think so, especially for this team. But I can't lie. He at least hasn't torpedoed them. This isn't like, you know, Bobby Valentine with the Red Sox that one year. This isn't like some other teams. Uh, He's been he's been okay, I guess. So I think that overall, though, the players on the White Sox watch them a little bit more. So much fun. Jose Abreu, I forgot to mention. Eloy Jimenez, another guy on my fantasy team. So if you guys see him hitting home runs, Tweet at me because I'm getting very hyped. My fantasy matchup is close. I'm trying to win this, man. Uh, so hopefully that, that goes my way. But yeah, that's my team for the postseason. I also predicted them before the season started. I did predict Mets as well because I forgot that they're the Mets. Sue me. I made the mistake of forgetting that they're the New York Mets. And no matter what their team is on paper, they kind of find a way to, to, to blow it up and be terrible. It's just what they do. It's in their GNA. It's in their makeup, ladies and gentlemen. But yeah. That's my take on it. Feel free to hit me up if you have any other suggestions for teams that you're rooting for, maybe individual players that you're rooting for. I know I'm rooting for a ton of different guys uh, in the postseason for sure. Um, It's just, it's cool stuff, man. 
cool stuff. And I hope you guys realize that the postseason can still be a lot of fun, even if you're just tuning in for the pivotal game matchups. And I know that this NL wild card, no matter what, is going to be wild because either the Dodgers or the Giants are getting it. So no matter what, one of the two best teams in baseball is going home. That's something that we're going to talk about next week, guys. But before we wrap up this podcast, guys, betting on that wild card game, betting on the MVP odds or whatever, or the Padres, it doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcast, guys. In terms of the future of this podcast, you can look forward to a lot. You can look forward to a lot next week. Going to be talking more about the games. Going to recap this Atlanta Braves series, which should be fun. Should be looking forward to that. Give me my thoughts on how Freddie Freeman, in my opinion, deserves a little bit, a little bit higher in MVP voting. In just my opinion, I know his stats aren't always up there, especially because of the defense. But want to talk about him. Also, just recorded actually on Thursday, this past Thursday, so yesterday, uh, a big crossover with uh, Miller Thomas of Lockdown Diamondbacks. He is not on YouTube yet, my god, my guy, uh, my guy Miller. But we just basically talked, and he hung out, and he asked me a bunch of questions about the Padres, and it was interesting just hearing his perspective as well. And we broke that down, and I asked him which team he's rooting for in the postseason. So that's a lot of fun. Expect that around like Tuesday, Wednesday, something like that. And then also next week, I'm thinking of kind of talking about some other questions about the Padres. You know what I mean? Talking about you know, what's going to happen this offseason? What should we expect? Bruce Bochy is a name that people are throwing around there. If Jay Stingler is fired, which personally I think is going to happen. I don't necessarily think it should happen, but I think it is going to happen. Uh, and his name is getting thrown around a lot. So lots of stuff to still be excited about, guys. And of course, I'll talk about all the playoff stuff. So guys, with that all being said, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Overcast, wherever. And also be sure to send me some five-star reviews on the Apple Podcast app, guys. I would greatly, greatly appreciate that. Um want to get that five-star rating up. You know what I'm saying? It's been at that 3.7, 3.8 for a minute. It just angers me. You know what I mean? Be at 3.5 or 4. No, wait. I'm just kidding. Be, be at 4.0. I, I just want a solid number. You know what I mean? This is like a video game score. You know what I mean? It's just weird. Uh, so that, that drives me insane. Also, subscribe to Lockdown Padres on YouTube. That way you can see me doing all these fancy mannerisms and dance moves. If you're listening to the audio, you don't know what I'm doing right now. You know what I mean? You don't know what I'm doing right now. But if you're watching the YouTube, uh, you would know. All right, that's it. That's it. Go check it out. Lockdown Padres on YouTube. Follow the show or myself on Twitter. And until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful. My fire faithful homies, take care.